When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I'm so excited for this week. It is Holy Week. Um, Resurrection Sunday is just, it's just everything to me. And so I am just super excited. Um, I'm super excited for the show. Super excited to tell you guys about some things that we have going on. Um, So Friday, 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 um, April 10th, at 7 p.m. we will be having a God Goals and Girl Talk movie night, socially distancing, doing all the things. Um, We are going to be watching Passion of the Christ and I am so excited. It is one of my favorite, favorite movies. Um, If you've never seen it, I advise you to get your seat. It is free 99. Okay, so this is like free hangout time. We're going to get together. We're going to watch Passion of the Christ. If you've never watched it before, be prepared to read because the movie is in Arabic (laughs) and you have to read the subtitles. Um, But it's just an opportunity for us to come together to celebrate and discuss, you know, what Jesus did for us and to watch this depiction of what Jesus did for us on the cross. I just feel like it's so, it just hit different. Like you hear about Jesus dying for you, you hear about all these things, but then seeing the cinematic depiction of it just, it changed the game for me. And in our house, we typically watch Passion of the Christ. Um, Every resurrect, like every year, resurrection time, sometime during the week, um, we watch Passion of the Christ and it just puts us in a spot to remember what Jesus did for us and just to be grateful. Um, and so I invite you, get your mama, your auntie, your friends. Like I said, it's free. We have limited spots because I just want it to be a very intimate setting. And we're going to get together. We're going to watch The Passion. And we are going to discuss and just talk about it and have some girl time, right? So please, please, please click the link in the show note. Get your seat. It starts at 7 p.m. sharp. I'm very um, mindful of time. So please, like, if you show up late, it's, it's going to be late. Um, we are going to have maybe like 10 or 15 minutes before we all just kind of get in and say hi and all of that stuff. And then, um, by 7.15, we're going to be watching the movie. So I am so excited for that. So excited just to get to, um, see some of my friends and some of my peeps that I've never met before. Um, some of our friends who are friends, I call them, yes, friends of the podcast, right? So I just want to say, please come, please, please, please tell your friends, get in. It's going to be 
awesome. And if you've never seen it, it is going to change the game for you. It's going to bless you. Um, secondly, shout out to all of my peeps who are listening to the show. I am so just kind of blown away just by how the show is really picked up. Um, and it is just showing me that, you know, God has a reason for this platform, has a reason, um, for, you know, him giving me these messages. Sometimes they're not always like fluffy and cute messages. I know some of y'all may feel like I'm coming for y'all's life. It's not me, but I'm just trying to help you make sure that your soul is in check. And I want you to live life and live it more abundantly, but that comes with understanding the process. You know what I'm saying? So I just appreciate it. I know I have people listening in Africa, in Ireland, like what? Who listens to me in Ireland? Hey, Ireland. Hey, Africa. Hey, Nigeria. Okay. And I know that Nigeria is a country on the continent of Africa, so don't come for me. I just, I remember specifically seeing Nigeria on the list, but I appreciate y'all in South Africa. So South Africa, um, Nigeria, the United States, what's good? (laughs) Um, Everybody listening from New York, Florida, California, like, wow, (laughs) I love y'all. So I appreciate the love. I would love, love, love to see your face in the place. Um, We're going to be using a platform called 2-7. And prayerfully, in the name of Jesus, there'll be no technical difficulties. Um, But I'm really, really excited about Friday night. And I just love this time of year. And now let's hop into the show. So today's episode is titled, um, It's Not What It Seems. And if I had to give it a subtitle, I would title it Resurrection Season, <laughs> right? It's not what it seems. It is resurrection season, like in the in the physical sense of time, but also in what God is doing. It's resurrection season. And so I know that um, I really was kind of struck by this one because when I was, you know, asking God, like, okay, what do you want me to talk about this week? Like, you know, I try to do shows on Mondays. But I wait until I hear from God as to, okay, this is the message. I don't want to ever be in a position where I feel like I'm putting, just putting something together for the sake of putting it together. Um, It feels different when God is really giving me a message. And so I'm just really learning that. And so I appreciate you guys' loyalty and patience. And like, I was like, oh, the show come out every Monday. And I was like, the show come out once a week when Jesus tells me what to say. (laughs) (laughs) tells me what to say prayerfully um you know I've really been having a lot of conversation with him and he's really been downloading to me um and so I'm hoping just to really stay in that position with him so I can have um knowledge as to what he wants me to say a little bit more like in advance (laughs) in advance um but honestly it's just such a pure place right now and I'm just enjoying it um I have taken some of this extra time and we moved into a new house in August and from August until maybe like last week I was like you know what I'm gonna use this closet in the office as my prayer closet and it ended up being a storage closet and I'm like I'm gonna get to it I'm gonna get to it and I was listening to one of my favorite podcast and this is a shameless like this is a not so shameless plug if you've never listened to blessed and bossed up get it it will like get do it it'll bless your life um and 
uh, the host had did a, there was an episode about um, going to Mount Sinai and meeting God in a, in a, in this quiet place. And God had really convicted me like, you know, you kept saying that you would get a prayer closet if I gave you a house with the space. I gave you the house with the space. And everything else, well not everything else has been done, but other things have taken precedence in my quiet place. I was just sitting at the office in my desk, but I was easily distracted because I can do work there, I can do this, I can do that. And I told God that I was set apart a place for him in my home and for us to meet and spend time together and um during this time i have gotten the time to get that space together it is not perfect honestly it is it's not it's not done yet but i'm so excited that i've even created the space um i've been able to come in here and pray my husband has been able to come in here and pray and it's not you know all cute and pinteresty but it's mine and it's a space where i can meet god and just spend time with him and i'm actually in here recording right now um because i usually do it in my office but i felt like the last couple of episodes i could hear my mini fridge <laughs> <laughs> uh, making crazy noises and I was just like man God like I was gonna unplug it and God's like no go in the space that that you've created for me and I will meet you there and so I just am excited that I'm recorded in my prayer closet yes 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 so I say all that to say God is doing new things in this season and everything is not what it seems and we are literally in resurrection season and I feel like a lot of times when we talk about Jesus going to the cross to die for us people are like oh yeah Jesus went to the cross and he died for our sins but I feel like that only describes what happened on the cross and does not talk about the significance of the resurrection and resurrection is so important um easter is not sunday easter is easter is a holiday that men you know we made that up um rabbits have nothing to do with the lord jesus um but resurrection sunday is something that is so it's like one of, it is one of my favorite holidays <laughs> like one of my favorite holidays like I think it is my favorite holiday. Like, everybody's like, oh, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Like, Christmas is legit. You know, Jesus was, was born. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. So great. But to me, Resurrection Sunday just reminds me of that personal connection, reminds me to be grateful to have a Savior. Like, to me, like, Resurrection Sunday is everything. I love Resurrection Sunday. And right now, we are in Resurrection season. And I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook, Instagram, um, all those different kind of things where people are like, let's go back to uh, 2019 because 2020 is ghetto. Um, and, it, you know, at first I was, you know, I was giggling, um, but I have no desire to go back. I have no desire to go back into um, you know, the and remove myself from the lessons that I've learned. I've learned so many things from God last year that I'm not willing to give that up because I'm uncomfortable in the season. And so I just really want to challenge you guys to keep the right attitude and, and not to feel discouraged because everything that's happening in the world is not what it seems. And God is really moving in this season. This is 
resurrection season. I know I keep saying that, but it is, it just, my spirit is so on fire about it. Just, it is resurrection season. And I think in order to understand why I'm so turned about it, you have to understand what resurrection is. So a lot of times when we think about resurrection, we simply think about, okay, you know, Jesus died, tomb, three days, it was full, now, you know, now it's empty, and hallelujah, we won the victory, death can I hold you down, right? So, um, but when you, when you actually study the word resurrection, the definition that I got from it was the revitalization or revival of something. And so to get even deeper, I looked up the definition of revival. And so we hear about revivals in churches, you know, so we can revival the weekend revival. But I think that sometimes we take these things um, too lightly and we don't really um, understand what's supposed to be taking place. And so there's three definitions of revival that I want to share with you guys that really, really blessed me. So the first one, a revival is a renewed attention or interest in something. It is a new presentation or publication of something old, and it is the restoration of force, validity, and effect. So to me, I think that in this season, while everybody feels like, oh man, I don't have this, I don't have that, God is call calling us to be resurrected, resurrect our relationship with him, resurrect our purpose, resurrect the things that he's called us to, um, and to become on fire for him again. He wants us to be renewed and have a renewed attention or interest in him. He wants us to, um, you know, he wants to present things to us that we may have thought were old concepts. He wants to give us a new presentation of those things. He wants to restore our relationship with him. He wants us to be valid in him. He wants us to be more effective in the body of Christ and we can't do that without a revival and without a resurrection and the reason we need a resurrection is because a lot of us are walking around here spiritually dead right and it's not anything that's simply a fault of your own but this is just a part of the curse and I don't feel like we talk about that enough and so we are going to take a quick commercial break I want y'all to sit on that get stirred up get ready get your pens and your papers and when we get back we are going to talk a little bit about the curse and how everything just wasn't what it seemed Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show.
All right, y'all. So we are back. So we talked about how we are walking around here, some of us believers, but still spiritually dead or claiming to be believers and spiritually dead because we are not truly walking in everything that God has called us to be. We have not turned and repented for our sins. You can uh, you you can really be tripped up if you are out here thinking like, oh, God knows my heart. That gets on my nerves a lot. Um, God, God knows my heart. Yeah, he knows it and he knows that it's wicked. And so you need to repent. Um, you need to be an active participant in, um, in your, you know, an active participant in your walk with God. Like Jesus is not just down here, you know, him simply dying for our sins if that were the end of the story, then the rest wouldn't have happened. Something critical happened um, with the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I think that it, you know, it's more than, oh, Jesus died for my sins. Like, nah, Jesus is the plug. Like, he did more than died for our sins. He, he, he reversed the curse, right? And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to share with you guys, um, from Genesis 3, 17 through 19. And we're going to talk about the curse. So we're going to go back to the garden with Adam and Eve, where it all happened, the serpent, all of that, right? So it is very clear that when the devil came in and used his games to deceive Eve and she sinned and Adam sinned, that we were separated from God. Right. So before then, um, you know, we knew no shame. We knew no sin. The, you know, the earth was just whole and perfect and everything that God intended for it to be. Right. He, you know, walked with Adam in the garden daily. He spent time with them. He wanted an, he wanted an intimate relationship with Adam and Eve. He knew them. They had no shame. They walked around naked. Everything was all good in the hood. Right. But then sin came in. And because God is so graceful, I think that a lot of times um, people say, you know, when Jesus came, we were under grace and no longer under the law, which is true. But God has been graceful the whole time. And there are instances where you see like God is just, there are consequences for your actions. But even in the Old Testament, I have seen God's grace um, take place in several different situations, including this one, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin are, um, are death. And so before, um, Adam and Eve sinned, there, there was no death. Like that was never God's intention for us. That wasn't the design that he had for us. Um, but when the, when the deception came in, there was damage done to the design. So have you ever like, tried to cook a meal, right? And then you have a Pinterest fail and that's not the design of it, but something went wrong and now you have what you have. And so because God is a just God, there was judgment passed and it was a a spiritual death. And then you see that, this, you know, now there's also physical death and this is a part of the curse. This is a part of the judgment because Adam and Eve sinned. And because we're a part of their lineage, right? Adam is everybody's great, 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 right? So we're all a part of Adam's lineage. And because of that, 
we are also impacted by this generational curse, right? And so this is not something that we are exempt from. And so in my notes, I have that there was damage done to the design. The deception of the enemy in the garden distorted the relationship between God and man. Notice that God passed judgment onto Adam, Eve, and the serpent. So just because um, you can't say, well, oh, you know, my boyfriend had me out here doing blah, 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 blah. You are still responsible. <laughs> Everybody was held accountable. Yeah, the serpent lied. Yeah, the serpent played games. But God gave Eve a set of instructions and furthermore gave Adam a set of instructions. Because when he came through that garden, and these are for all those people that are married, want to be married, in relationships, and this has nothing to do <laughs> with this, but it is just something that I feel like dropped in my spirit. The serpent came for Eve because Adam was out of position. Like, when my husband, like, that serpent would not have been talking to me. <laughs> nah, nah, bruh. <laughs> we good over here, right? So where where was Adam? And when God, when it happens and they eat of the fruit, Eve eats it, then convinces her husband to eat it. So once again, he's not in his role of being the head or being leadership. Then homeboy, when God comes looking for them, he does not say, Eve, where are you? Adam, where are you? He comes looking for the head. So if you are in a relationship with somebody who cannot lead you, or if you think that you want to be married, but you feel like, oh, my husband can't tell me nothing. That is literally their job. You better learn how to, you better learn how, you better learn submission, sis get under the mission <laughs> you better learn submission because adam was out of position and eve was also out of position and because there was a division in the design deception came in and here we are and so it is just really important to understand that just because you felt like you were tricked into something um that's just like if you watch the first 48 right that's one of my this I just love the first 48 but if you watch the first 48 you see these people like oh you know I was there but I didn't shoot the gun all oh, y'all going to jail for first degree murder y'all can figure it out with the jury every like everybody is involved everybody gets a judgment passed right so while God forgives us and graces us because he could have killed Adam and Eve dead and just been done with it and made some whole new creatures he's God but his grace so while God forgave, gives us and graces us, the forgiveness does not come void of consequences. So you can be forgiven for something, but there are still consequences. God can extend you his grace, but there are still consequences. You can have premarital sex and God will forgive you if you repent. That means turn away from him. Do not be going to that, that man's bed every night, sis, that you ain't married to, talking about, oh, God gonna forgive me. You playing yourself. That is not repentance. Repent means to, literally means to turn away from it. So if you're still doing it, okay, all right. But let's say you have you have um, premarital sex or unprotected sex and you get pregnant, right? You may not ever do that again. You repent, God, I'm, you know, I'll never have um, sex outside of marriage again. However, says the baby stays. The, the consequence is still there. The baby is still there. You see it with Abraham and Sarah. Like, 
she was like, oh, go sleep with my, go, go sleep with Hagar, have this baby. And God forgave them for that. But at, uh, Abraham still had to deal with Hagar and Ishmael. <laughs> like they didn't just poof be gone. Like the consequences are still yours to deal with. And God will help you through that. But a lot of times we put ourselves in situations that God never intended us for, for us to be in, i.e. even the garden. So now we're living this life that God never intended for us to live, but we are where we are and God is still good and is still gracing us. And through all of this, sent his son to come and save us. And so the disobedience in the garden removed that divine level of protection that Adam and Eve had before. Um, now they're subject to thorns and that is evident in um genesis 3 17 and 9 where jesus passes down judgment and so in verse 17 and i'm reading from the new living translation it says and to the man he said since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit i commanded you not to eat the ground is cursed because of you all of your life you will struggle to to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, you will, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and dust, into dust you will return. Oh wow. Okay? So, if you... If you are reading that, it is very clear that there is a curse, that we're going to have thorns, that we are going to have to work hard, that things that were supposed to be um, easy and that the level of provision that we have, we've disqualified ourselves from that for because of the disobedience. And so I had to really look up um, what a thorn was because I don't... It, it was something that my pastor had talked about at church and I was reading this again and I'm like, let me look this up, <laughs> right? This is the second time. So a thorn is defined as a sharp or rigid process, something that causes distress or irritation. The, the curse was death and sin. So now like you want to eat from the tree of knowledge, you want to know so much, now you're going to know death. Now you're going to know sin. So a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of times, especially in times like this, you hear like, well, if God is so great, why do bad things happen? If God is so great, why is there COVID-19? If God is so great, why this and that? That was not his design, boo-boo. You better holler at Adam and Eve. <laughs> That's why. Because we are in a fallen world. That is why there's things. It doesn't make God any less great. But he's just, and he's just. That's like if your kid did something or and you put them on punishment or you gave them a judgment, you passed a judgment, just because they seem to be uncomfortable, the judgment still stands. The judgment still stands. And so God is so great that he sent his son to come and reverse the curse. So now we have an, a new opportunity. And so when I was thinking about the resurrection and thinking about everything not being as it seemed, I had to really put myself in the position of um, one of Jesus's 
followers at the time of Jesus, right? Like we rocking with Jesus. It's been, you know, the best two and a half to three years of my life. And now he's telling me he's about to die. What? <laughs> no, nah, you perform miracles. You walked on water. You did the thing with the fish and the loaves. Like you fed all of us. Like you've done so many things. You raised Lazarus from the dead. Like you can't die. But that was a part of the plan and that was a part of his purpose. And so when Jesus was being beaten and spat on and yelled at and he hung on the cross, I just had to imagine like how did those people feel at the time watching this? Like just imagine the level of sadness and confusion and anger and hopelessness for them to watch the person that they knew as the Messiah, their Lord, their physical, like their hope in the physical, in the flesh, to watch him physically die right before your eyes. The level of just kind of grief, like I was like, dang, like, dang, <laughs> to watch that happen just to feel the level of hopelessness that they must have felt because they they watched him die it was over they lost but we have to we have to ask ourselves like where is our hope gone to because now we know we get the privilege of knowing the end of the game not that it's a game but you know what i'm saying like we know that in the end we win jesus wins we have that privilege. We are privy to that information. But these people at the time had no idea. There wasn't no Bible. They were living, they were living this. Yeah, he said he was going to rise in three days. That was probably the longest three days of their life. They didn't have the manuscript. They didn't have the end of the story already printed for them, even though half of us won't sit down long enough to read it. They didn't have access to that. So they're just watching their hope die. Uncertain of the future. And I feel like a lot of people are in this position now where they feel like, you know, their hope is dead and they're uncertain as to what's going on. And I just want to ask and challenge y'all like where did your hope go because if you're feeling hopeless it may not be a matter of you losing your hope but your hope has been placed in something there where it didn't belong so if you're putting your hope into relationships, into people, into opportunities, into success, into money, into business, into all of these things that are worth nothing when we get to heaven, then you didn't lose your hope, sis. You misplaced it. Like you put it somewhere else. Because Jesus has never left us. He never left us. Those people, those disciples, those people that were living in that time, they they probably were shook because it seemed like he had left. We get the privilege of knowing that he'll never leave us or forsake us. He hasn't forsaken us. But to them, that's exactly what it looked like. So I challenge you just to put your hope back in Jesus. 
Like repent for putting your hope in the wrong place and put your hope back in Jesus. All of those things are fallible. They are not worthy. Like you got to check his resume. Like this is the perfect time for you to sit back and record all of the things that God has already brought you through. God has brought me too much not to trust him. Like he has been good. He has been keeping me. He has been keeping my family. When my dad was knocking on death's door and he was sitting there praying and I'm praying and working to help save, like to help save his life. And now I can call my dad. Don't even get me like, don't even get me started. I'm about to start shouting. Like, are you serious? Babies that I've taken care of in the NICU that we called their parents to tell them, this is it. You need to get up here. And by nothing that we did, I believe in medicine, but I believe in God more than I believe in medicine. I have coded babies for 45 minutes at a time. And then we take hands off. They're getting ready to call the code. And then we get a heartbeat and they don't know that I'm sitting over here praying on behalf of this baby. I have literally seen <laughs> babies resurrected. God is so good, has always been good. He has been keeping you. Everything is not what it seems. The onlookers and followers of Christ looked like and seemed like they had lost everything, but it wasn't what it seemed like because Jesus was really winning, revitalizing, and restoring, doing work while they slumbered, while they slept, Jesus was putting in work. He never sleeps or slumbers, always on time. And so I feel like it is just so important to assess like, have you lost your hope or did you have it in the wrong place? Because you'll sit there and holler about how you lost your keys and really you put them somewhere they didn't belong. Where is your hope gone? You need to find it. Put it back in Jesus. Repent and tell God that you're sorry. And then don't let it happen again. <laughs> don't let it happen again. Repent. Turn away from that. I was, this, this was me. I put my hope in success and what my idea of success was, God had to check my heart. Running myself into the ground, God had to check my heart. Who are you really doing this for? Are you doing this for you or are you doing this for me? You, you say you're doing it for me, but this ain't even what I asked you to do. You have to be very careful as to where you place things in the value that you place in things. And so we're gonna take another break. I'm gonna let you digest that and we're gonna come back and wrap up the show.
Hi guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah, I'm excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. It's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Did y'all know I had a whole entire nonprofit? Yes, it's Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Hearts Over Habits is a nonprofit that I started to help encourage and empower young women ages 17 to 24 in living the life that God has called them to live. We talk about life, relationships, education, anything that you need, we have it. And I want you to be a part. So whether you want to be a mentor, you say, hey, I'm older than that, but I love the show and I want to get in. Please, we need people out here helping our younger sisters. And if sis, you need help, come, come, girl. We have a whole entire Facebook group, Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Get in, get plugged in. We have so much fun, so much community in that group. And then we have our Online Life Academy launching in August. It is going to be phenomenal. We are going to have experts that are going to be teaching classes in budgeting, career, anything that you need. We want to make sure that we have it. So go ahead, get locked in. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Hearts Over Habits Tampa on Instagram and Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like, share, get in the group, add your friends, add your mama them, everybody, bring them all. Go to our website, www.heartsoverhabits.org today to either get plugged in with a mentor or to become a mentor and do our mentor application process or to volunteer. I am so excited about this community and everything that God is going to be doing and I want you to be a part. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, so we are back. And so in my studies, I was led to 1 Corinthians 15. I encourage you to read all of 1 Corinthians 15 because it snatched my life, but gave me a very new perspective on the resurrection. And so I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation again. <laughs> and I'm starting at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17. And it says, and this is Paul talking, and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. 
He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first harvest. Then all those who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. Man, look. Jesus came and people talk about like, like he came and wrote the check. He was like, how much? He took stripes so we didn't have to. Like the wages of sin are death. And everybody is very hung up, no pun intended, on the physical death of Jesus. But there are two types of death that I've found in my studies. There is a physical death and a spiritual death. So when Jesus is on the cross and he asks God, why is he forsaken me? It is because God, like he felt that spiritual separation. Jesus paid the price of a spiritual death and a physical death on our behalf so that we would then have the, the ability to have a relationship with God because of him. And we don't take advantage of that. So when I think about the resurrection, I've come to understand that it just means more than Jesus dying for our sins. But it describes that, you know, through him dying and, you know, taking the stripes and being hung and being crucified and being in the tomb and then rising after three days, it shows the actions that he took to revitalize and to resurrect our relationship with God. He restored and re uh, represented us to God so that though the situation seemed hopeless, God was working it out on her behalf. And now when I come to God, he doesn't see me in my sinful nature and in this flesh. He sees the blood of Jesus. The resurrection is the reason why we are able to have a relationship with God. Not just his death, but the resurrection revitalized, restored, represented us to Christ, to God through Jesus Christ. So now he don't see Charlotte who be out here, you know, cutting up. Not anymore. I've grown. But I used to be out here cutting up, cussing people out. Um, definitely had sex before I was married to my husband. And just cutting up. Sorry, Dad, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> Definitely was cutting up. Like, and now, you know, when I when I go to God, he does not see all the sin that I've committed, but sees the blood of Jesus because Jesus did the work through the resurrection to represent me to God. Even though I'd be raggedy in these streets. <laughs> okay? So the resurrection means so much more. Resurrection Sunday means so much more to me because without it, I would not be able to talk to my father. Like without it, without the resurrection, there is no relationship. We just out here. That 
is so powerful to me and the people that were following Christ had to be devastated but then imagine the level like imagine man look imagine the level of renewed and revitalized faith when they saw God again when they saw Jesus again when he really popped up and was like, I'm out here. Like, <laughs> I'm hungry, I think was one of the first things he said. Imagine their level of faith. And so the resurrection provided us that new life, right? So Christ dying and being res- like dying and being resurrected is more than just merely our sins being forgiven. And if you go to 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5, verse 17, it provides us the ability for us to have a new life. So when Jesus represents us, it's, you know, we are given a new life once we repent for our sins, turn away from our sins, and we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are not only represented, but we are rebirthed. The resurrection leads to rebirth. It leads to restoration, revitalization, and it is just so amazing. And so if you go to um, 2 Corinthians 5, um, I'm going to start at verse 16. So we have so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought that Christ was merely a we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new one has begun. The resurrection led to my rebirth. It's the reason that I can be rebirthed into Christ because he rose on the third day and defeated the devil. He he got the keys, the keys, the keys to Hades and everything else. And so even though we're in a situation right now where the future seems uncertain, remember that the resurrection secured our future. Like no matter what happens on this earth, like we know what our future is. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to see my granny again. Okay? Like, I already know. (laughs) I know the future. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to see God. He's going to be like, well done, my good and faithful servant. This is my daughter with whom I'm well pleased. I've already experienced this in 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 my life, in my thoughts. Okay? That is my success. It ain't got to happen here. The level of success I'm trying to reach is in heaven. I don't have to be afraid, even though I'm on the front lines uh, of this pandemic. I am wise, but I'm not afraid because I know, I know my future. My future is with Jesus. What you scared for? Okay? I think Bone Crusher said, I ain't never scared. You don't have to be. The future is secure in Christ. Jesus gives us access to the Father and access to a new life. So although the world seems to be in shambles, the the reward of the resurrection is for us to rest in the fact that Jesus secured our future. 
And like I said, like imagine the level of like turn up. Like that's why Paul, Peter, like you couldn't tell them nothing. <laughs> because they encountered Jesus in such a way that they were renewed and restored. Even though Paul didn't walk with Jesus when he was performing all these miracles, he still encountered Jesus and it still changed his life. After the resurrection, Paul was literally, he went from Saul to Paul, got a new name, a new life, a new job, wrote a third of the New Testament. Like, it is evident. So just imagine the um, amount of renewed like revitalization and newness and the hope that the disciples had when Jesus appeared to them that is the same type of hope security the same level of turn up keep that same energy because we have that ability we have that access don't be out here feeling hopeless it's not what it seems this is the time that we need to get to work we need to get to work. You need to get back on your face, get back to spending time with God. You need to rebuild that relationship, resurrect that, blow the dust off your Bible and do whatever God has called you to do. I'm trying to die empty. Like I'm doing things like podcasting makes me uncomfortable. I don't ever listen to it back. I just like, oh, people are listening to this <laughs> because I struggle. And so in listening to it, I would just be very, very critical of myself to the point where I feel like the enemy would try to keep me from continuing to do it. God's going to ask you some things that are outside of your comfort zone and that are uncomfortable, but you need to do it because somebody else's soul is depending on it. I don't care if I bless one person through this podcast. I did it because my daddy told me to do it and I'm going to do it with fervor because he asked me to do it. So whatever idea, project, business that you've allowed to die, whatever assignment that you're refusing to take, it's resurrection season, sis. It's resurrection season. Get with God because that's what's most important. And then get in position. (laughs) Use this time to revitalize your relationship with God to represent yourself with God resurrect that business resurrect that book resurrect your marriage resurrect the relationship between you and your family members or you and your kids now the stuff that didn't died that was a God ordained death leave it this don't mean call it a little raggedy boy Francis tell me I want to resurrect our relationship ah, ah, don't don't play with me okay Don't play with me. Don't play with yourself. (laughs) Like, don't do that. But it is so important that we we do the things that God has asked us to do um, and do it with God because we've already we've already won. And I love the song, the anthem by Todd um, by Todd Delaney. I cannot. I'm not a psalmist. It's not my spiritual gift. But y'all know that death could not hold you down. Like, that is my jam. And it has been, and my spirit is so tough this week. Like, that is my jam. And if you 
just get in a position of worship, get in a position of reverence, get in a position to be revitalized and on fire for God. He's going to blow your mind. This is still the year of God's favor. God still has his hand on us. Like, are you serious? Coronavirus came block my blessings do you know who, who i serve his name is above coronavirus COVID 19 that rona auntie coco whatever you want to call it his name is above that and so i just really want to encourage you guys and i'm going to leave you guys with um a scripture from first corinthians 15. again we're back here because paul just really got me all the way together and we're going to start in verse 54. And it says, Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into the bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care if it's one person. Nothing you do for God is ever useless. He will use that thing for your good. Romans 8, 28. Get in. Get in your word. Do what you're supposed to. It's not what it seems. Y'all should be excited. It's resurrection season. <laughs> like, I'm dirt. Okay? Like, it is resurrection season. Get in position, sis. Get off of CNN. And get in position because that is where you need to be. Okay, you may need to go lay down somewhere for three days <laughs> and pull it together. That is what matters. Nothing you do for God is is useless. Be immovable. Be immovable. Nothing you do for God is useless. I love you guys. Please come out, watch the movie with us, Passion of the Christ. This will be the way to, this is a way for you to feel, for you to get some resurrection in your spirit. If you've never seen it, man, it just really changed the game for me. It really did. I'm a very visual learner and it changed the game for me. So I hope to see your face in the place on Friday. I will put all of my scripture references as always in the show notes the link for um, securing your spot for the movie night will be in the show notes and um, i also have a couple extra um scriptures for you guys in first peter 3 18 through 19 that i did not go over that i'm gonna put in the show notes but i really hope that y'all just like hear my heart and excitement and really hear god through this um i don't do this for myself I do it because that's what God tells me to do. So I love you guys. God bless you. And I will talk to you next week. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.